0: Hi, this is Mackie Shellstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. My topic today is creatine monohydrate is not just for athletes who want to build lean muscle. In my 2007 book, uh, Lean and Hard, The Body of Always Wanted in 24 Workouts, was published by John Wiley and Sons. The book offered a comprehensive six week, four workouts per week diet, nutritional supplement schedule resistive exercise and sprint interval program, designed to increase lean muscle mass. My book was based on a research study of my concepts that followed a cross-section of athletes and non-athletes over six weeks when I was an associate professor in the LSU School of Public Health and Preventive Medicine. One of the nutritional supplements tested in the applied research study and utilized in the book, was creatine, an organic acid that is created internally from the action of the amino acids arginine, glycine, and methionine, which are constructed in the liver and regulated through kidney function. Creatinine predominantly resides in skeletal muscle, mostly as phosphocreatine, with roughly 2% degrading to creatinine, that's C-R-E-A-T-I-N-I-E-N-E, a metabolic byproduct, which is why too much creatine, that, let me spell that, C-R-E-A-T-I-N-E, may skew a creatinine clearance test assessing kidney function. Creatine, used by athletes, has been widely studied for its side effects of weight gain, which was initially thought to be fluid gain, but with years of research is now determined to be lean muscle development when used correctly. I came to the conclusion after seeing the results of the LSU applied study and my continued research on creatine, that someday creatine monohydrate would offer additional benefits to an aging population, specifically to address sarcopenia, the aging loss in muscle strength, uh, that's called dinapenia, muscle mass, muscle quality, and physical performance. We're speaking specifically of uh, age-associated frailty issues. That day has now arrived. New research, current evidence, and possible future applications of creatine supplementation for older adults, which appeared in the March 2021 online peer-reviewed journal Nutrients, comments that sarcopenia typically occurs in 18 to 13% of adults over the age of 60. and is associated with age-related health conditions such as osteoporosis, osteosarcopenia, that's muscle-related bone loss, sarcopenic obesity, physical frailty, and cachexia, that's muscle loss due to disease. Muscle mass decreases by 0.45% in men and 0.37% in women uh, after the age of 60. However, these decrements uh, climb to almost point, to 0.9% and 0.7% for women starting in the 7th decade. That is 70, of course. The age-related decrease in muscle strength, which is a strong predictor of poor health outcomes, such as mobility disability, falls, fractures, and mortality in older adults, occurs more rapidly, two to five times uh, faster than the reduction in lean muscle mass. Now, the Canadian-Australian study authors performed a narrative review evaluating current research involving creatine with and without resistive training on the properties of muscle and bone in older adults. In order to provide a rationale and justification for future research involving creatine in older adults with osteosarcopenia, sarcopenia obesity, physical frailty, or the cachexia I referenced. Well, here's what they determine. As it pertains to addressing sarcopenia, and I'm gonna start quoting, creatine, greater than three grams per day, and resistance training for a duration of greater than seven weeks, primarily whole body routines, can improve some measures of muscle accretion, that's, that's growth, strength, and physical performance in older adults. Independent of resistance training, A creatine loading phase and or high relative daily doses of creatine that would be greater than 0.3 grams per kilogram per day, that's kilogram of body weight, by the way, may be required to produce some muscle benefits in older adults. Relative to creatine usage with osteoporosis, the age-related loss of bone mineral density, here's a quote, Collectively, the vast majority of studies show no greater effect from creatine with or without the resistance training on properties of bone in older adults, quote. For the use with sarcopenic obesity, uh, which the researchers say occurs in approximately 20% of the older adult population. Here's the quote. Creatine and resistance training appear to be an effective intervention for decreasing body fat percent in older adults. However, the effects of creatine alone on adipose tissue biology in older adults are unknown, end quote. With respect to the physical frailty, that's a syndrome of physiological decline later in life, characterized by vulnerability to adverse health outcomes, that's hospitalizations, falls, social is- isolation, and reduced quality of life, Despite the preclinical and clinical evidence demonstrating an effect from creatine on multiple pathophysiological mechanisms associated with frailty, no resistance training has been performed examining uh, uh, the effects of creatine that's alone or in combination with exercise in frail and older adults. As to the creatine reducing the impact of cachexia muscle tissue wasting, and severe weight loss from cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, chronic kidney disease, and heart failure, the researchers conclude uh, that creatine has the potential to target several of the mechanisms associated with cachexia. However, research investigating the effects of creatine in cachexia is very limited. The initial creatine utilization protocols with resistive training and explosive type events such as american football and combative sports call for a loading phase of roughly 20 grams per day that's five grams four times daily for five days followed by five to ten grams per day for the maintenance phase for the prescribed time period over time that protocol has now evolved to a three-day loading phase of 20 grams per day, followed by five grams per day for a maintenance phase. And that is determined by your doctor and uh, the research. My sports and lifestyle nutritionist, Jody, Mul- Jody Mulhausen, a registered dietitian, dietitian nutritionist certified in sports nutrition, who's worked with my various sports performance fitness and wellness hospital affiliated programs over the last decade, reinforces that, quote, we first establish that each creatine utilization candidate meet the appropriate medical, that would be normal kidney and liver function and performance criteria, end quote. Then, quote, once the three-day loading phase is complete, five grams of creatine per day is used only on the days in which the resistive or explosive type training is performed with a combined loading and maintenance phase of six weeks, end quote. As referenced in the nutrient study, other creatine protocols call for between, here we go, 0.3 grams per kilogram per day to 0.1 grams per kilogram per day as determined in conjunction with the guidance of your personal physician and or dietician who is experienced in man- managing a creatine protocol. I know I gave you a lot. Um, you can go to maxwellnutrition.com and read this column again. Uh, you can sign up for the Maxwell Nutrition newsletter. Um, you can read about the research study on the Maxwell Nutrition website and learn a lot more. All of that available to you at maxwellnutrition.com. I hope you enjoyed this. It's a little bit longer than what I normally do, but I have quite a bit of experience with this, and I wanted to cite the most current research uh, that I have found uh, uh, recently. Until next week, I ask God to bless you, keep you safe, healthy, prosperous, and successful in these changing times. I Hope to talk to you. I say that because we're, I have a changing world. I look forward to talking to you next week. Be well.